welcome to the Soccer Coaching Podcast, brought to you in association with our friends at Soccer Coach Weekly, reflecting our shared ambition to help coaches have the most effective, enjoyable and successful coaching journey for them and their players. We hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks for listening. James, welcome back to the podcast. I think this is your, your hat trick, is it? It is, third time. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and for some reason, we managed to time it when it's nice and sunny and we've got beers. It, indeed. Yeah, well, there's a theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, part of this is me to give you some therapy because this is being recorded after the cup final. Um, how was yesterday? Yesterday was um, was great. Uh, really good day at Wembley. Um to obviously very very good teams. Uh, I'm not going to. You're being you. very polite. Yeah, yeah I'm not. <laughs> That's not ta- what you said off air. <laughs> I'm not going to say who I was supporting, but l- let's just say I'm a little bit disappointed today. But, uh, <laughs> but there we are. I'll leave that one there. I've watched the four minutes uh, highlights, um, and there wasn't actually that much in the four minute highlights for either team. There was the goals and a couple of other half chances. Was it was it a, a managed game by City? I kind of felt that City probably had another gear to go to if they needed it. Um, you know, you could get out, and I won't go into individual performances or what could have, uh, you know, been better from United's perspective or whatever. But um, we, we give them a good game, and um, yeah, as I say, you know, United aren't at City's level. Yeah. Um, but if you'd have said to me this time a year ago when we were sat here drinking beer, in 12 months you'll have been to an FA Cup final, you'll have finished third in the league, and you'll have won a League Cup, uh, I'd have put you bad for is that, it? to be honest, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad, yeah. Fair play. Okay, well, enough of that talk. Let's get back <laughs> to the serious stuff. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Grassroots football. Okay, so um, thank you for agreeing to do this one because I think it's a good one for us to, to reflect back on, but also I think people get some value out of hearing about other coaches' journeys and looking back on a season. So you've just finished the under-14 season. Um, so if you're happy, the idea of this is to look back, kind of think about how things were at the start, how it went through the journey, and then what your thoughts are now, and now you've got to the end of the season. Sound okay? Uh, perfect, yeah, absolutely. I think if people want to know a bit about you and your coaching journey, to save you know, using time up now on this episode, I think you are episode number eight and also 86. So if people want to reflect back on those episodes, they can have a, have a listen and see that and get a view for that. Um, but before we get into the season itself, I think what might be interesting is just a little bit about more about um, your coaching philosophy and whether or not what kind of what it was or is and if that's changed at all um, since we last spoke yes yeah, um, so so no um, it's, it's not changed my uh, my philosophy is the same as before which is effectively um, development and enjoyment ultimately that that will always be the, um, the two things that I will for you or for the to. players um, I think I'm past developing. To be honest, <laughs> um, yeah, um, no, definitely for the players. Yeah, and and um, uh, you know, we've been on a journey with this team for a few years, um, but I I genuinely think that we we do go back to those two things. You know, it's been great to win the cup. It's been great to win a trophy. It's been um, uh, great to see um, you know the team move to the next level. But if they're not developing and they're not enjoying themselves, then as a coach, I think you've probably got it wrong. Um, now, I think I said on the last one that um, enjoyment is probably different for different uh, boys, different teams, different levels. I think our boys enjoy and get a lot of enjoyment from the the competitive element of it. I think they enjoy being pushed to work hard. That's not the same for every team, though. And, and you, I think as a coach, you've got to find out what the individual boys and what your team enjoy. And there's no 
right or wrong if they just want to turn up and be social with their mates it's not a problem with that if that's what they enjoy great um coach around that but if they want to be pushed that little bit harder and they want to go and compete for trophies then great coach around that um do you think that's half the challenge is trying to get a squad of players together that have a common theme around what they enjoy because i think it's a good point because you hear about oh it's got to be fun it's got to be enjoyable and you can't disagree with that right as a coach otherwise you won't get the engagement from the players but actually what one player finds fun and enjoyable isn't always the same as what other player finds fun and enjoyable is it so how important is it i guess to have a collective of players where actually they enjoy the same kind of stuff in a sense of maybe the same level of challenge and the same level of commitment and those kind of things i think i think it's tough um and and you know, you know my team because um, um, you've worked with us and your son plays in it. So the vast majority want that competitive element. They want to be pushed. But there are a few who maybe have been a bit slower to come to that, etc. So I think it's definitely tough. I think you have to um, try and find the right balance. But what I do think is as you move through the age groups, it almost filters itself. So I think when we were under 7s, 8s, 9s, uh, it was probably tougher, but now we've got to sort of under 14s going into under 15s. I think we've got a pretty like-minded group, yeah. um, and I, I, I do think it, as I say, it probably um, um, to uh, you know uh, or looks after itself. That um, uh, yeah, as you go through the ages. Okay, so let's now get into the nitty-gritty of the season itself. Yes. So um, and let, let's let's let, let's let's wind back actually. So this has been the under 14 season for you. Um, you've had this team since under sixes, so maybe if you can in two minutes take us <laughs> from under sixes to like maybe uh, the end of under 13 season and how that's been in the sense of you know having a core base of players, you know trying to build on that and stuff like that, so people get a sense of kind of where the team was okay. at the start of the season. Yeah, okay. So um, pretty sure uh, it's not easy to do. <laughs> no, no, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Under under sixes, yeah, core group of players. We were pretty much all from. I think all the boys were from the village that we live in, right? We had seven boys at, at that age group, all from um, within the village. Good footballers. Um, was was lucky to inherit a group of lads who, even at that age, probably had a um, uh, something about them. Um, they could play a little bit, and they wanted to play as well. They, you know, they enjoyed the football even at that age. Uh, as we've progressed through the different age groups, obviously, as we've gone from five to sevens to nines, boys have come in. I think this team have always been, they've always been good footballers. They've always been um, very capable technically, um, and as I say, enjoyed their football. We probably lacked. We're probably very nice to play against for a for a time. Um, what we've been through in the last couple of years, and um, yeah, you know this because you've come in and helped me, is we've we've added a bit more of a uh, a backbone, I think, to the team, um, and we've um, uh, we've become a little bit more resilient. We've become a little bit more. Um, competitive uh, I think maybe in the past there were times when if things didn't go our way you, we would have characters and players within the team who might like to hide um, or, or, or wouldn't rise to that challenge but I think um, what really pleases me about this team is that the core group of boys that we had at under sixes is still with the team Yeah. and in fact even now with a squad of what will be 17 I think roughly off the top of my head 9 or 10 um, all still live within the village or go to school together and that yeah. that really um, really pleases me more than a lot of things to be honest so that's that scene quite nice this is like a, you know, a community grassroots club it's a team where in essence you try to keep the core that you had at under six under sevens added in that way you can some recruitment from the because we stream at the, in, the, in the club we're at so some b team players move up yeah. you know um, and 
you know, the streaming happens, and then where you have to do it from the B team, then you look to recruit from outside and adding where we need to, particularly when you shift through the, the different phases where you go from 7s to 9s and 9s to 11s. Brilliant. Okay, fantastic. All right, so at the start of the under-13 season, um, and you, I don't know if you want to go back to under-12s, it depends on whether you want to go back another season before, but roughly, you know, um, what where were the team at before you started this season? Um, you know, what do you see some of the challenges? What were some of the challenges and what, you, what were some of your, some of your hopes? So, um, yeah, go, at under-12, we won the league. But this was a league that was interrupted by COVID. Um, and they, uh, the league, had, they, they'd done quite a good job, actually, of resurrecting it after we came out of lockdown, etc. We won that league. It was a great thing for the boys. It didn't feel like a full season winning the league. Um, you know, I don't want to give allegiances away here, but if I was a Liverpool fan, it might feel the same in there. COVID interrupted. Premier League. It's not quite the same as a full yeah. season go out and win. Yeah. Um, apologies to uh, anyone listening who doesn't agree with me. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, last season, we also came very close in the league. We, um, sorry, this is under-13s. We got to roughly within a game. Um, we had a big game, if you remember, that was played in a, uh, a lovely uh, National League round on a Monday night. If we'd have won that game, we'd have probably won the league. We ended up losing it 1-0. And and I think at under 13s, that's when I mentioned before we'd started to embed that sort of captain. We'd embedded our behaviours and we spoke to the boys about um, expectations. Um, and as I say, the you know the behaviours that we want in our team. And the boys had owned this. So it wasn't something that we'd forced onto them. It was something that they'd bought into and owned. Um, and we were close. So I think my hopes at the start of the under 14 season was to win the league. That's what I really wanted to do. Um, uh, at the start of the season I also wanted to continue um, embedding those behaviours and I kind of thought maybe it was a transitional season and I think it has been a transitional season you know we've had um, some boys leave us there's some player movement wasn't there yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little bit in. also we won't name names but because no. um, that wasn't necessarily fast into the plan, was it? That this process, I guess, started in earnest two seasons ago, didn't it? When we yeah. wanted to talk about maybe how we add in the great football, but also add in a bit more maybe robustness in the team and trying to you know get over line some of those bigger games. Um, and that process started at the start of under 13s, and like I said, there's definitely there's definitely encouragement, and good signs there, and we came very close. Um, but then, unfortunately, we had a bit of surprise maybe with some some players for different reasons that yeah mo- moved away. Yeah, and I, and and you know there was some. Um, as I say, there was some movement. There was some boys, I think, who probably just didn't uh, like the direction that we were going in, in terms of they were really good footballers, really, really good footballers. You know, let's be honest, they were they yep. were they were very, very good. But maybe didn't have that um, uh, sort of desire, if you like, in a few areas that we were looking for. And they went the separate and that's fine. And, and, and I, I genuinely wish them good luck in there. Yeah, maybe it's worth adding it. No one was asked to move. No, no, no. That's of it. Yeah, it was yeah, definitely yeah. a case. So we we set an environment that the boys agreed in, agreed on, and we worked towards that. And for one or two, it was just a bit difficult for them to kind of readjust, maybe a mindset to actually, oh, I've really got to work hard now. And I actually, although yeah. I'm really great, I've also got a proper shift in as well. And they struggle with that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That. And you know, there's no 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 animosity, no yep. um, negativity around it. It was just a um, a parting of the ways. And a few boys came in. But I think the important thing to mention is that although we we really drove this um, these expectations and these behaviours in the boys, and you know it was a desire to be competitive, it was a desire to improve yourselves, it was it was to give them a bit of resilience to to play with more intensity. Um, the, the, there were a couple of boys in there, two or three, who I thought 
they're not going to like this. They're not going to rise to the challenge, but they really did. And I mean, you know the boys I'm talking about, right? But but these boys who I actually looked at and thought, yeah, I, I don't think that they'll they'll embrace this. They did, and they've just become. They've probably had their best season, haven't they, in, yeah. in eight years? Um, so I, I really think it's worked. And and for the one or two that that didn't like it, okay, that's great. But you know, for every every one of those, there's a success story as well. Um, yeah. And I, I do think that those boys who have come on that journey and developed probably added that little bit of extra we needed to get over the line this season so the cup win for example definitely okay so you hope the start of the season was really to build on what you've done at under 13s and then you know really the league was the first ambition really to try, to try and finish top of the league because it's a strong team yeah. close last time and try and get over the line okay fantastic alright well we won't do a spoiler just yet we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that we'll, we'll tease, tease this one along um, alright so what did you do then throughout the season to try and make this happen well, I think what happened was, we uh, go back to the end of last season, and everyone has an end of season presentation and awards. Actually, what we did was shape our awards around those behaviours. So we, instead of having player of the year or top goal scorer or whatever, we had, um, and I'm trying to think back from memory here, but we we gave an award for the desire to compete. So actually the person who comes, brings it every week in training and games, who's the most competitive, who gives 110% every week, week in, week out, who's the most consistent um, we gave an award around that key behaviour for us. We gave an award around, um, we you know we call it desire to improve. Others might call it most improved player. But who's really really worked at their game to um, to go up to the next level, or in that individual's case, probably two levels. Um, we also, I'm trying to think back as I say, but effectively we shaped our awards around those, and we'll do the same this season. Um, I don't, you know, it's worked for us, so I don't see any need to change it. Um, so that first and foremost, we did that, and then I think this season we built sessions around the um, the things that we were trying to um, the behaviours we were trying to embrace and embed. Right. So, of course, it, it's all focused around the football, but we had our principles of play. We wanted to be a very, very, very good footballing team. We wanted to, um, I guess, dominate the ball. So we built we built sessions around that. We also wanted to be. Um, um, very competitive and hard to beat so we beat we built sessions around that as well so we we structured the sessions according to i guess the principles of play that we had in the way we wanted the team to to play so that would be um that would be number one but what what we did do as well is we we took some time and you know this as well because you were pivotal to it but we took some time now and again not every training session but you know on a reasonably regular basis to say to the boys right just come in lads come and have a sit down and we'll have a chat with you and we took them through um, sometimes the again reinforce those behaviors reinforce the expectations and we let them lead it so we'd set it up okay let's go and have five minutes just talking a couple of groups here and come back and tell us what say uh, for example what does a cut one inside what what um, what do they show what what behaviors do they show and they come back and they tell us and and we go okay yeah great and of course once or twice you'd lead them down a particular direction but they, they they knew this stuff they know this stuff and they um, um, I think letting it come from them has given them that sense of ownership of it as well so that's that's what I think we did to um, um, to take it in the direction that we wanted to go so I guess there's two parts to that and so you've kind of got the practical on the grass stuff so building your sessions around the themes that you think are important to you and you had like almost like classroom stuff right yeah um, I'm, I'm not asking this question I only answer it but I'm going to ask it anyway 
how how did the boys embrace the classroom sessions? I mean, and when I say classroom, we'll split out. So we were fortunate to have an indoor training opportunity for most of the season. So we had some space where we could kind of set the boys aside and yeah, use yeah, whiteboards, yeah. couldn't we? So not everyone could do that, especially in the winter months. So we had that luxury, which is great. Um, and also what we did was we extended the training session by half an hour, didn't we? So it, we, the 30 minutes we might spend, say 2.15 at breakout groups, it wouldn't cost the boys, their, boy, their boys the ball time. So that it would be an extra session that we obviously the parents would agree to. So you'd have that. But let's be honest, how... how yeah, how did it go with the boys? Um, the, 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 like the breakout classroomy stuff. It, it went really, really well. Now, I mean, within that, look, you've got boys with different characters. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Some liked it more yeah. than others. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, li- listen, I, I wasn't the You'd most genius, and uh, I certainly didn't have the greatest attention span. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I've got one GCSE and I'm clinging on to it for dear life, but um, it's hard, right, because they want to turn up and play football yeah. and you've got a different, you know, you've got the same boys potentially answering questions every week, the same boys at the front I could, I won't name them, but yeah. you know who they're going to be, you know who the boys are going to be sat there and sort of picking the black bits out of the 4G. And, and it's there. reaching those ones, isn't that? If the challenge exactly. to reach those ones that actually yeah. need need to engage in yeah. that moment a bit more. Ask them questions, you know, ask them the questions. So, for example, so-and-so, what do you think about this? And, and actually, when you ask them, they'll give you a reasonably good answer, yeah. won't they? Um, Definitely. But it is trying to keep them all engaged. And I think I think the key is as well, I, I, you know, you and I can talk of Great Britain, right? So we have to check ourselves sometimes. But I think the key is making sure that we keep it relatively short and sweet. 10, 15 minutes... Um, like you say, extend the session maybe a little bit so they don't lose out of the ball time, then get them back out playing football. But it worked, right? I mean, you know, you could even, there's different ways you could do it. You could do five minutes every week, you could do 10 or 15 minutes every two or three weeks. But um, yeah, just make, just, just if anyone was thinking of doing it, and like you say, it's a, a little bit of a classroom thing, keep it a bit lighthearted and a bit of a laugh yeah. and make sure, that, make sure that you're including everybody, would be my yeah. advice on that one. And you had maybe 15, 16, 17 players each week would, were they working one group would you break them up a little bit would you get them we'd, we'd bring them all together and talk to them in one go but actually a lot of the time what we would do is have breakouts right lads here's your two key questions group of five over there group of five over there group of five over there go away um, for, you've got three minutes um, jot these down on a board and then we'll get you up to tell them and, and, and they do it and then okay at the end of the time come and stand at the front and tell us what you've written and, uh, and and they're pretty good at it you know they're used to they're used to classroom environments yeah. aren't they so yeah. um um and the answers that you get back were really good i think what kind of questions and this may be unfair i don't know if you got it but you remember what we asked them i'm trying to think myself <laughs> it's not a leading question yeah, there's a but lot, i'm just trying to think there. what kind of things were we asked i, I think one, one of it was about what well, i remember us asking the boys what kind of team they wanted to be yeah, do you know? Do you remember that? So we, because yep. uh, like the important message to the boys is like, it's your team. We're here to try and facilitate and help you be the kind of team you want to be. But what? Tell us what you want, and then you know what might that require from you guys, in so we know how to help you. That was exactly, and that and that comes back to the enjoyment piece, though, right? Doesn't it? Is that we under, we know then from what they've come back with, we know okay, well we, they want to be this team. They want to be the team that goes and wins trophies, or they want to be the team that they they you know it's social first, football second, or they want to be the team that. Uh, whatever it will be and that actually makes you realize that okay this is what their their key motivation for coming and playing football is so we'll coach to that and there's no like i said before there's no right or wrong answer to that but our group of boys said well no actually we want to kick on and win trophies so we we structured around that but i think so a lot of the things we were doing were, were around them um, mentality wasn't it around what 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 makes a winning mentality so i remember we did one session that say we you did did one session where we had the group split up and we said, right, group A over there, you go and tell us what personality traits winners have. What's a winning mentality? 
this group over here, you go and tell us what um, trait to losing mentality would be. And that group over there, you go and put some footballers to their names. So what would, ha you know, if you had these sort of traits, which footballers would you would you um, uh, say behaved like this, right? So, um, you know, who throws the losing mentality? Who throws their arms up in the air, sits on the floor, and, and hits the grass? Or Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, of course he does. Um, you know, who's likely to be the one that when their teams a goal down in the cup final after 18 seconds, who's likely to be the one um, uh, geeing them up and pulling them together? Yeah, well, you know, Casemiro might do that, for example. Um, again, don't mean to give away any allegiances <laughs> here, but um, but that you know, and we we got them to do that, that didn't we? And they came back and they gave us some really good answers. And I just think it's um, it's really valuable because as we went into, and we'll come on to this obviously later, as we went into um, the back end of the season, we started to talk more and more and more about mentality and they knew this stuff. They knew yeah. it inside out. Yeah, and I think that's the important bit, isn't it? It's like you ask any kid probably, what do you want to be? Do you want to be the team that wins stuff or not? They're going to say, yes, players want to win stuff. Thanks very much. Um, but then the most important question, right, what what does that require, isn't it? That, is that, what, what does it take to do that? You know, and recognising, okay, and do you really want to do that? Because actually, we all want to win stuff, but are you prepared to turn up every week's sessions? Are you going yeah. to put the shift in? Are you going yeah. to bounce up when you get injured? Are you going to encourage? Are you going to dig deep when you're a goal down and stuff like that? And I think by shining a light on it, like you say, all the players know the answers, really. They know this stuff. But actually, by shining a light on it, it just makes them realise, oh, okay, I get, actually, we've got to do something now about it. What, what else, I think, what, or the other thing I think it did um, was it almost made those lads who weren't doing it a little bit not not embarrassed because you don't want kids to be embarrassed but no. it made them also realize that if they weren't doing this stuff they were probably letting their team down yeah. and, and their teammates you know if you've got 80 percent pulling in one direction and you're the you look a bit silly guys the who aren't, aren't doing, doing it, it yeah. so it, it drags them along with him because they don't want to be seen to be the one that that has a losing mentality in a team full of winners well um, i'd forgotten actually but jim with that was it on 713 when we did the soldiers sheeps and spy yes. thing so yeah, that yeah. was part of that wasn't it really yeah. about saying yeah, actually yeah, you yeah. know what are you kind of thing and yeah. You know, what do we need? And actually, and, and the team were never like that, really. But it just helped us to, they are all mates, which is which is great. Um, but sometimes when you've got, like, mates together, that can also, as a coach, it's oh, it can it's really an obstacle to get over, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, brilliant. Okay, well, that, that showed that bit then. And then just on the sessions themselves then, um, uh, uh, can you remember any of the sessions that you did? Because I know coach one knows, okay, so we did some sessions. But, you know, what sessions we did and how you did it in the sense of maybe coaching on the behaviour stuff that you wanted to improve. So if you're trying to improve maybe resilience or desire to compete or just, I don't know, intensity. Do you remember anything that we did in practice? I mean, again, I'm, I'm dumping a little bit, but if you can think of anything. Do you know what? Particular sessions, I'm trying to think back now. But I know what we did do. So, so for example, with resilience. Yeah. We tried to make things hard for the boys. We tried to make things yeah. where if they went down for a free kick, you'd literally have had to have been run over by a motorbike to get a free kick in our team, right, in training. Yeah. We're not giving yeah. them. Yeah. Um, if you're injured, and we're not, you know, we're adults, so we know um, if someone's really hurt or not. And we'd never obviously leave anybody who was hurt. But actually, if someone goes down with a, um, a slight knock or an injury and wants a bit of attention, no, up on your feet. Come on, up on your feet. We're not coming. We're not running 40 yards over there to you because someone's trodden your little toe. Yeah. Um, so, little things like that to improve the resilience. I think the thinking back. Did you change the structure of the sessions at all? I mean, how did they? Sh I mean, again, I'm I, I, under 12s. I didn't see as much of that. Obviously, 13s. I'm trying to think what we changed. The free play thing, the minute to win it kind of stuff. Was that stuff? Do you think had an impact? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we done free play free 
plate for a long time. Yep. But actually, we took it to a, uh, a new level, I think, by introducing, firstly, maybe swap the winners. Winners go on to pitch A. So you've got winners, losers, things straight away. So it's free play, but straight away. Yeah. Then we have the minute to win it, where actually you, you'll, let's say we had um, 15 boys who had been playing free play. You might have had two, got to get me maths right here. You might have had two games with a magic man or something along those lines. And then all of a sudden you've got three teams of five and you've got a minute to win a game. And if, if you're the defending team and you don't win it, off you come. Yeah. Um, so adds a little bit of element of competitiveness in there as well. So, so yeah, there was, I think, slight changes. Um, um, that made a big difference and backed up. Cheers for the beer, mate. <laughs> Good weight of skills. Yeah, indeed. The other 14s well trained. Yeah, and and obviously. Because look, and I know obviously it's hard because obviously I've seen it. You know, you, you do it. Um, I think people listening, it's just trying to create their sense of sometimes it's the little things make a big difference, don't they? And it's not, it's not nothing's revolutionary there about just, but actually by, by running a free play session that just is a little bit more focused on winning and losing straight away, you've introduced that competitive element rather than just free play. And we love free play, right? And it's yeah, been a big thing yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, for us yeah. and the teams for a long time. But actually, the, in, in the younger age groups, you can probably just put a free play on. It's okay. But as they get a little bit older, actually adding in a winning and losing pitch, you know, suddenly I want to be the losers pitch, I want to be the winners pitch. It's got it to be ramps yeah. up a bit more. It's got to be age appropriate, hasn't it? Like you say. I think but you know I, I've always thought and I've always said this to you and you, you, you know from uh, as long as I've known you that for me I think success for me as a coach isn't about the trophies I win I want to win some trophies it's lovely for the boys it's lovely to create memories but success for me is that when I'm 55 years old or whatever and it's not that far away but um, <laughs> in a few years time I want to go to my local club and watch some of the lads I coach play and or you know whatever level that they end up at, whether that is um, uh, semi-professional, whatever it would be. If I go and watch them play and they're enjoying their football, I I genuinely think I've done my job as a coach. Um, now look, like, like I say, if we can add some nice memories in there for them, then 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 fantastic. But yeah, that's that's the biggest measure for me as a coach. If of this squad of 16, 17 boys. If 12 or 13 are still playing football at 21, 22, 23 at a good level, then I feel like I've done, I've done my bit towards that. That lifelong love for the game. Indeed. By that, yeah, fantastic, yeah. You know, and I, I, I think as well, that only comes from if you've enjoyed your kids' football. So I know a team who um, had some really, really talented footballers, coaches on their back all the time, and they finished now at, at youth football. And as far as I know, there's only about three or four of them still playing because the rest of them just had enough. Yeah, um, and it makes you team. wonder who then, who's, who the coach's priority was, right? Was it their journey? Or was the kids' journey? Because actually, if the kids aren't enjoying it, and and it's again, it's back to your first point about your philosophy, of development, and enjoyment. It's getting that balance right in it by making sure that you're developing, but also not going so far that the enjoyment disappears away. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you, you know. We're adults, right? And so you you like to think that you can look at things objectively. But if you didn't enjoy doing something, would you do it? No, exactly. You wouldn't do it very well, would you? <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. do it very well. No. no, indeed. Okay, fantastic, brilliant. Thank you for that. Look, we're going to come on to trophies a bit, a bit later on. So you, you write about trophies in some yeah. ways being absolute nonsense, but in some ways being an important part of the journey. But we'll come on to that. So reflecting back then, what worked well? Um, we'll do what didn't work well later on the next question. But this one, just just what we're looking at now, we think actually, you know, that that was I'm pleased we did that, and I'm pleased that happened and it worked well and why did it work so i think um for as i say for many years before i guess before you and i worked together on the team i'd always focused on the football 
And rightly or wrongly, the, the football's probably the bit that I am much more comfortable with um, than the psychological element of it, right? So I'd always worked in the football, and we had really good footballers, and um, they were a joy to work with. But as I mentioned earlier, we didn't have that sort of... Uh, just that little extra edge to get us over the line when it came to winning the big games. And I think the the key for us this season has been has been adding that. And so I think the thing that worked well for us the most was that under-13s, we started on that journey. You mentioned soldiers, sheep and spies, and we spoke about the behaviours. I think embedding that and really, at, you know, at 13s, we, that was... That was probably the bit we focused on as much as the football right and and yeah we had as I say we had some um, some player movement because of it but the thing that worked well the most I think this season is we whilst we switched more of our focus back to how we play and back to the football we kept reiterating those behaviours we kept making sure you know, we had one or two boys come in didn't we this season as well we kept making sure that they absolutely first thing they bought into was these the minimum expectations come and work um, come with the right attitude and as soon as you do that your football will get better and I think like I say not just the boys that we had previously but the boys that came in as well I genuinely think that they've improved because actually the foundation to everything was come and work hard come and enjoy your football come and work hard come with the right attitude and you'll get better and 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 that's the thing the blending of the football and the ability that they had and then adding the character um, and, and understand the expectations. That that's the bit that that got us over the line this season, without a doubt. And it's worth just repeating that a little bit that this was a good footballing team. They, they were really good. They were a good team, have been a good team since the very beginning. So they were a decent team. So this wasn't like this was a team where actually you got a, oh my, it's a car crash and how do we get them to win games? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was just about really actually always getting close. So, sometimes getting there definitely, but you kind of always felt like in the in the big games against the big robust team. Um, you know, we we might struggle, and actually, footballing-wise, not a problem. But just that character wasn't that. And that was a challenge. They're nice really. kids, right? They're, they were nice. They're, yeah, they're, they're nice. They're nice, nice kids. kids. Yep. Um, they come from a nice area. When you go into inner London and play against teams who don't have it quite as nice, then these teams are going to be at you straight yeah. away. And we had to learn to deal with that. Yeah. And we had to learn to um, uh, find a way to win against that, right? So that's yep. that's what they've added, and it, and it worked for us. Do you think if we had all the players here now, we asked them individually um, what our three core values are, would they know them? I think they would, yeah. I think so too, Yeah, 100%. Uh, do you think if we asked them what our six behaviours are, do you think they know? I think the majority would. Yeah. I think there might be a few characters in there who still maybe <laughs> aren't They'd get four sure. out of the six and guess a couple kind yeah, of thing. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah. but do you know what? I think... But that's okay, right? Yeah. That's okay. I mean... I, I think so. I, I wonder... Look, I don't know whether or not other coaches would agree this has any value at all. Maybe they see it differently. But I think if you do think this has potential as a value in it and you and you maybe even do this, it only really works if you kind of really stay on it, isn't it? And almost hammer it home every session. I mean, I'm a broken record with this stuff, aren't I? I go on about it. And even then you don't get through to every player all the time. But you, you've got to show the players that this isn't like just a, a whim for this week and we'll pick up again in six months' time where it's in our start of season notes and we won't touch it again. You've really got to bash it over the heads again and again and again if you believe in it. 
you know, and then suddenly the players recognise, oh, this is important to the coaches, and I better start trying to demonstrate some of these things. Cause, and I get why we're doing it because that's what we agreed to do as being part of a team one and the process. It's the repetition, I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and and, I, and I'm not going to move away from it. And I know you're going to come on to a question around next season, but the, the, you know, it still underpins everything for me. But do you know, what? I'm going to go off piss here a little bit, piste here a little bit. Sorry, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the beer. Tip. That's the beer talking. Um, I'm going to go off. You might do uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go off piece a little bit and ask you a question if that's all right. But mm. obviously, you'd seen a lot of the team before you came to help us at under 13. Yeah. Did you think it was harder to embed those behaviours and expectations than you thought it would be having watched the boys over a number of years previously? Absolutely, much harder. Uh, I think maybe a certain sense of arrogance, maybe a certain sense of overconfidence, a certain sense of naivety. I thought watching them, because at under 12s, I wasn't really coaching too much. I was coaching the girls team a little bit, but not much at weekend. So I was around and I watched some of the sessions from the younger ones and from your boys as well. Um, and I'd watch and I think it's good. But I thought oh, the training's a bit too easy. I see boys score easy goals. You know, I just see it a little bit like it was good and then it was it was there and you're explaining stuff and I could get where you're coming from and I see some of the boys not listening. I get I'd get frustrated from the sidelines thinking this, you know, you listen with your eyes and your ears and ask good questions and it'd be the same couple of boys that maybe pay attention and the same ones not. I'd see you you're technically your strongest boys there, really good, good, great players. But attitude wasn't how I'd want it to be, you know, and it's not it wasn't my team. You know, and I still the players team, but you were leading it, and I'd get frustrated for you, like with saying something, you know. And I thought, you know, if 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 we have a conversation and you're up for it, then maybe just that missing piece of the puzzle, not even necessarily missing, but just the piece of the puzzle that could do a little bit of realignment would be around some of this, just this approach to their football, you know, and understanding what they've got as you as their coach and and where they are and how far they've come, and just to get over that line a little bit. And I thought, give me three months with that and some messages and. <laughs> We'll be fine. Yeah, I think 18 months, and I'm probably three quarters of the way of how I like. I think it, you know we'll come on to that, but it definitely was tougher. Yeah. yeah. And I think that would be. Um, I learned loads. That would be a really good message as well. I think because I knew that my strength was around the football. I didn't realise how um, how what's the word I'm looking for? Not a weakness, but how much I needed help on that psychological behaviours type of element to it. Right, and. Um, obviously you and I had that conversation and I tried with this I tried to put this thing in where I say to the boys right own it is our mantra we own our performance we own how we turn up and train we own um, our attitude but I, I, what I needed was some real help to get over the line to how do I embed it with all of them how do I get all of them on board and that's where obviously I turned to you and, and it's been a, uh, you know a huge success as I say and I think like we said we, we lost a few boys along the way who like you say, maybe we're the ones that you'd been watching from the sideline and thinking, well, that it's the same characters who aren't engaged. And it, and, it, and it was tough and it was hard. But I've also learned a lot from, from it as a coach. In the last couple of years, I think I've probably learned more on my coaching journey than I had in the eight or nine years before. Um, but I, I, listen, I think if there's anybody out there who is listening to this um, and thinks that they maybe need a, um, a hand in you know a particular area whatever that may be then actually just you know what swallow your pride just go and do it because you'll get the rewards and more importantly the boys will get the rewards i don't think any coach has got every plate spun rather you, you how you must be so not especially grass when I mean, we, we, we're volunteer coaches right you know this isn't what we do as a career move we've got a full-time job doing yeah, things like that yeah, so yeah. to I, I think we sometimes we can forget that ourselves but 
I'll say this, but I'll say it now. I think it takes a lot of character from someone to be able to say, do you know what? I've, I've done this for a number of years now. I'm pretty what I've done, but actually I could do with a bit of assistance here and I think you might be able to help. I think that takes a lot. But more, more impressed, James, I was, because I've known you as a friend for a long time and you love your football and you know your football and you've got strong views in it and rightly so, and that's, that's the kind of people you need to lead teams. Um, but you fully embraced this. You really did. And you gave me complete free range to be able to do stuff. You never really, you, you questioned on football stuff, which is totally what you should be doing. Um, but on the kind of the, the bit that you, you asked me to help out with, you not once did you put an objection in. And actually, when you suggested things, like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a, that's a great idea. And I've seen you change on the, I don't know if you patronise me, but I've genuinely seen you change on the You ask more questions, they're more open questions. I think you, 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 you engage the boys more in the journey, in the process, which I think definitely helps. I think it feels like it's more their team now as well, which I know you would, that's what you wanted to create, but you've just found ways in which doing it. And it's been it's been a real privilege to be involved, but it's been great seeing the progress the boys have made. And, you know, however great you were before, to to see you take this stuff on as well and, and develop as a coach as well has been brilliant to watch. Yeah, it's, it's been a massive eye-opener for me. And I, I came into this from... from many many years involved with adult football not just not just playing football but coaching and managing adult football as well and um my my viewpoint when i came in was look my my sons were going to be involved so i kind of thought well if i'm going to be there with my sons i'll just get involved and help out anyway but my view was i've I've played a lot of football a lot of football and there's something i can pass on here but it didn't take long for me to realise actually different kettle of fish this different yeah. you know completely it? yeah. it's almost a different game yeah um, yeah you know and yeah I got I got so far in my journey and I realised that actually you know what if you had a list of ten things that maybe I tick the box on six but there's four that not only do I not tick the box but I'm really struggling to um, to get to as well I need a bit of help I need a bit of advice and you know this is what's great about this podcast right is that you and I are just two lads who live around the corner from each other who like to go for a beer quite often um, and we run a we, we run a grassroots team right and um, uh, you know if any of the, the stuff that we've learned along our way can help anybody else then fantastic absolutely a little bit of a shortcut maybe to some some like a, a better journey for the coach and the players 100 percent all right well we've, we've played a very nice picture of things going smoothly well wonderful which is great and and there was a lot of uh, great <laughs> moments after that but you know like any journey um things that didn't go so well or things you would have done different on reflection um, I, I so I think what we've while we were embedding all that stuff around behaviours and culture, maybe flip flopped a little bit on football. Um, I think, and we, you know, listen, we've we've said this to each other. We see we see the game ninety percent um, the same. Ten percent of it, we probably have slightly different views, and we've probably. Um, and tell me if you think this is unfair, right? But we've probably, uh, because of that 10%, we've, we've lurched is a strong word, but we've moved maybe from, actually, we kind of went down a road of thinking these grassroots pitches won't allow us to play our football the way we want to play. So let's start to hit good areas. Then we came back to actually, no, let's dominate the ball. Um, then we came back to, uh, for example, we want to keep possession, right? So let's... Um, let's drop our defence a little bit deeper and build from the back. Then we got to, actually, we want to play forward more quickly. Then we got to, let's move the ball quickly. Then we got to, actually, let's move the ball with quality, you know, and, yeah. and these things. And don't get me wrong, this sounds like we every week we were coming into training, we were telling the boys a different thing. We, we weren't. It was fine tuning a lot of the time. But I think, I think 
if I could do something differently, we, we eventually settled on a way of playing and a, and a formation, didn't we, in the second half of the season, and the boys just embraced it and adapted to it. And that's that's the really good thing, I think, about this group of boys. And and, and one thing I, I try to focus on with them from a young age is um, to be a thinking footballer. And I used to say to them, oh, you know, what do you play football with? They'd say, your feet. I'd say, no, you don't. You play it with your brain. <laughs> and they go, oh, yeah. And eventually that the penny dropped. Um What's been great about this group is that now at under-14s, they're really adaptable. And I want to give an example here. We played a county cup game against a, uh, a team who uh, won it last year, had stormed the league. I think they were now playing a year up. They also had a JPL team who'd gone and won their league. Really, listen, really good footballers. A team that had been um, brought together um, from various other clubs. So different model we have and that's okay look that's what you know um, uh, that, that's what other teams do um, we knew we couldn't out football this team we knew we couldn't go down the road that we wanted to in terms of dominating the ball in terms of taking our or imposing our game on them so actually we just came up with a different plan we just said we're going to go five at the back we're going to sit deep we're going to let them come on to us we're going to defend but do you know what we've got a little bit of pace up there and we'll take our chances and, and we ended up winning the game 2-1 and I think we frustrated them I think maybe there were questions around their character towards the end of the game um, <clears throat> I think to be honest um, their goal came from a, uh, a poor free kick that we gave away on the edge of the area fair play to the lad he's took it away he's took it away brilliantly um, but we absorbed everything that they had to throw at us um, and we just these lads just executed the plan brilliantly now for 14 year olds that's not easy to do okay but they had the um they had the awareness and the knowledge of the game to know, no, this is our plan. This is what we're going to do. We're going to keep our wing backs tucked in. Um, we're going to be deep. We're going to have our midfield three that are going to work as a unit. Um, and we're going to hit our front two because they've got pace. And we did it. We won the game. And I, I went into that game thinking, <clears throat> do you know what? This is the best team around here. And they're a really good team. They're well coached. They've got really good players. Uh, I thought this is a free swing. This is a free swing for us. If we lose the game, that's okay because everyone expects us to lose it. And we'll learn loads from it and we'll understand about where we need to go. But if we win it, you know, it'll be an upset um, and we've knocked the holders out and, yeah. and, we, and, and we won the game. Um, and, uh, you know, they were so, they adapted so well to a different plan. That was one of the most pleasing things for me. Well, I was going to say that, that question of adaptability. How much do you think that came out and part of your process focusing on behaviours? Because obviously it's not, not one of the key behaviours, that adaptability. But do you think the fact that you did ask more of the players to take ownership of staff they would choose the captains they would lead more stuff in the training sessions does that help them build that adaptability uh yeah definitely i mean the, the key behavior there for me would have been the resilience yeah. because we're asking you lads to listen as an adult and as a kid you want to go into football and even now if i played vet football i'd want to get the ball and beat four players and smash them something like i can't do that <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do it when I was young, and I'm not going to do it now. But, um, you know, this is what the kids want to do. They want to go and play attacking football. They want to score goals. We're asking them to actually be really pragmatic, sit deep and defend. And if you're looking at that as a 14-year-old, you're thinking, oh, got my work out here. I don't really fancy this. Um, but the resilience that we'd got into, them, the competitive nature that we'd um, driven into, them, without a shadow of a doubt, those two things, and, and all the behaviours, don't get me wrong, all the behaviours are teamwork, I don't want to be the one that actually doesn't, you know, um, play my part in this. I don't want to be the, or I don't want to be the one that lets my team down because I didn't track a runner, yeah, or I didn't get back. Yeah, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, you couldn't, you know, 
the adaptability and the awareness and everything yet, but they had to have that foundation, and they worked their socks off. They they played a 70-minute game, probably 40 minutes without the ball, 45 minutes without the ball. Yeah. But they frustrated and they um, uh, they stopped everything this team had to come. So as I say, this other team had a really good side. Well, let's talk about that then. So start of the season, your hopes was to try and win the league. Building on the under-13s work with regards to focus on attitude and behaviours and core values and that stuff, as well as looking at the football. Football was a little bit like job and change a little bit for different reasons, but landed somewhere. How did the season unfold then, uh, under-14s? How did it all unfold? So, um, we've, we've had a really good season. I, I think, sorry, just to go back to the... Can I go back to the last point Please, for a yeah. second? One other thing that I would change there is... Um, we, we hit on these three key things, didn't we, the last three months of the season, when we knew that we were still in the League Cup... We knew we had a good chance of winning the league and we knew we were, we'd were we got past a couple of really good teams in the County Cup. So we, we spoke about these three things, right? About having a winning mentality, about um, playing our football and imposing our game, whatever that might be, whether we're attacking teams or whether we're, we're soaking a bit of pressure and playing on the counter. But the third bit around winning the big game moments. And uh, those big game moments, like we said to the boys, could be a set piece, um, could be a... Excuse me. Could be a one-on-one. Could be a save from the goalkeeper. I mean, we've got a great goalkeeper. He um, he's he's really uh, delivered for us in big game moments in the past. Um, but we we focused on this, and I think if I look back now, so just to go on to the next question, we didn't win the league. We lost it um, by three points. We we actually went unbeaten all season. So we're the only team in the league not to lose a game. But where we came unstuck was draws, um, and I. I will say one game in particular, and this is on reflection. So we played against the team that won the league. Uh, we we were one 0 up. We had uh, we were in the third minute of injury time at the end of the game, and their goalkeeper came up for a corner, and we cleared it, and we broke, and the ball's come to our lad. He's on the edge of the box. He's maybe um, uh, five foot outside. Um, the left-hand post as you looked at the goal, open goal, no one near him, and he put it wide. Um, this, this, this stuff happens, but that's a big game moment. They took the goal kick, they went down the other end, they won a corner, the corner comes in, they score. We didn't manage that big game moment. And I actually think that we did have a couple of other draws where we'd been ahead and we'd conceded late on, maybe from a set piece, and these things apply. But actually, if we didn't concede either that goal goes in or we don't concede that corner... That team, two points chalked off. Us, two points game, we win the league. And I think, looking back, embedding that message of big game moments, win them big moments from the start of the season. I don't know, Scott, I mean, we, we don't know, right? We, you know, we're, we're, we're guessing it, I guess, to an extent. But I think if we'd have embedded that message at the start, yeah. then maybe, maybe just maybe. Maybe, totally just agree. maybe. Yeah. But in terms of the rest of the season, so um, we, we did really well in the League Cup. Um, we knocked so the team I've just spoken about um, who won the league we played them in the quarterfinal of the cup and we beat them 4-0 very good side very good players um, we we put in a really good performance that day really good performance you know I'd have to ask their coach but I think they probably had an off day um, but we beat them in the quarterfinal in the semi-final we went to play against the team who again good side but not of the level of the team that we've just beaten and we lost 3-1 we didn't start very well in the game. We were 2-0 down before we knew it. It's the only game we lost all season and we didn't win it because for the first 20, 25 minutes of that game, 
we didn't have the right attitude and we didn't approach it with the right belief and I think maybe maybe there was an element of complacency in the first 20 minutes there maybe um, uh, but we played in the county cup which I guess was the harder of the three games to win and we won we won the county cup and it was just a phenomenally good day right and we we didn't do it easy either. what about the journey to get there because yeah. I think that's important right because I think that you can you can get to the cup final and you know you might win a cup the day just by being a bit of luck but actually I think the, the interesting bit about this is actually the journey the boys took to get there because it wasn't easy no it, it it wasn't we played we played the holders we played the team that won the strongest league in our area um we played the team that were runners up I think last year as well we had to go to a couple of not great places you know we also played another team who um I mean our boys are good physically they're not the biggest we played against a team who turned up and I was thinking Oof, I wouldn't fancy this <laughs> I'm 48 year old bloke um <laughs> You know, uh, um, and and as I say, I, I go back to that sort of character and resilience. But these these boys did not do it the easy way. There was no easy draws in this for us. Everything was a challenge and a battle. And you know, you and I had spoken and gone, bit of a free hit this one. We're not expected to win. Next round, we'll learn. We'll learn. We'll learn today. We'll big learn lesson something from this. Yeah. Big lesson yeah. for the lads. They need to understand what it takes to win yeah. these sort of games. And comes, we win it. We go to the next one. I mean, the semi-final. Their striker was a. I think he would have dwarfed Peter Crouch. And, um, <laughs> you know, he was huge. And they were a good side. And we were playing on... It was almost like Hackney Marshes, this place, wasn't there? There yeah. were so many pitches. Um, but all lads were just fantastic. I mean, we got... We were 2-0 up with 20 minutes to go. And we knew that they were going to put us under pressure. And they did. They fired long balls into the box. They bought, put big lads up front. And they really put us under a lot of pressure. And all lads held out. And, it, and again, it came back to that character piece and then in the final um uh we did we'd done our homework and we really you know we'd, we'd watch the opposition a good side really good side a couple of really good players one boy in that final really impressed me and um, we didn't have our best first half i think it's fair to say we didn't we were, they were probably slightly the better side i don't think there have been huge chances for either side in the first half but they were they probably slightly edged it and this again coming coming back to that adaptability we changed um from a back three to a back four because we had to put someone on this boy who was kind of dictating the play a little bit albeit from deep but he was um and all lads just adapted to it we made a couple of changes um and again it was that belief and you could just see you could see something in them couldn't you you could see well we've been here before we've been in cup finals before we've been in finals of tournaments before and actually if it's not going our way you kind of think this is gonna this is gonna be hard work but you could see something in him, I think, at half-time that was like, no, 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 we're going to go and win this now. Uh, and we ended up winning the game 3-0. And it was genuinely, in, in terms of my coaching career, it was the best moment I've had. My gut feel, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's probably the best or one of the best that you've had. Um, but the, more importantly for the boys, whatever happens, like they'll look back on that. You know, We had a party afterwards, and I think the adults enjoyed that more than the boys, I think. But, uh, yeah. you know, we had a party afterwards. and well, We had um, the party. I think this is... We had the party kind of booked for the end of the season, didn't we, anyway? Because it was just a yeah. convenient time to do it. So it wasn't to celebrate. We didn't anticipate winning the cup. And we were almost prepared to go, well, will it be okay to go to the party still if we've not won it? We would be gutted. And we'd kind of spoke to the boys about, look, of course you want to win, and, and rightly so. But getting to the cup final was... You know, this is a big thing so you know we are going to celebrate that regardless anyway and, yeah yeah but it did help the, 
Oh yeah, it definitely helped. But like you say, you know, by that point we had been through a league season and beaten. We haven't won the league, but they just. Do you know what? I just think you've got to even celebrate if whatever team you're celebrate the fact that boys have progressed. Yeah. Celebrate the fact that yeah. they come to training week in week out and they put the effort in. Celebrate the fact that you're all moving forward developmentally. You know, uh, and and like you know, you and I spoke before and we sort of said, well. Do you know what? Even if we lose the cup final, maybe it's a really good way for them just to think. Well, do you know what? It, it is just football at the end of the day, and we'll enjoy ourselves with our friends. Um, but like you say, actually getting over the line and winning the game just was the the, um, the icing on the cake. In the cup final, what was quite interesting, I thought I had watched the game before, which I think was under 13s. I'm not sure. It might have been under 12s. I think it was under 13s, and um, they were, I think, one or two nil down. This team and. I, because it was the day, wasn't it, for whatever reason. It was the day between our game starting. So I was watching it. I was standing kind of just where the coach talking to the players, just out of the way a little bit. I didn't mean to be, I was having to be a coincidence. And, um, and the players were like, wanted to change formation. And he was quite abrupt in his response to it about, you know, using language that you probably wouldn't want to use with that age group. But he was pretty, he was like, no, we'll do it our way. You do it properly. You do it how I've told you to do it. And, you know, you, and it will happen. You watch. And he was really dismissive. And I could see the boys' body language. Like it was really, they were really deflated. I didn't see the second half because we were going to prepare our yeah, boys. Yeah. But I think they lost the game 6-2, that team. Um, and look, no one wants to see anyone lose. But I did feel quite, that's quite heavy-handed the way that coach dealt with it. I don't know if you re- recall this, but do you remember what happened at halftime with the, with the boys? What they asked about? You might not remember this because it was all a little haze. Uh, were they asking about putting an extra man in midfield yeah they yeah. were they were some changing yeah. and you were like yeah, yeah, yeah. we got this we got this yeah. you know let, let, what do you want to do listen to him and, and I thought gosh you compare the two things and look I mean the results might have been indifferent either way but I think that to me that's a beautiful moment where you've got one coach where the players happy to come up not grumpy it was nil nil anyway they weren't having a moan or a whinge just saying that coach what about this as an idea and you're like okay yeah we've been thinking about that we've chatted about yeah we're on it I think that's great I think it's good how's it going to work and just that to me was almost worthy of the win. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the other team has been a nice coach as well, and like we played against, they seemed yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not knocking them. But in comparison to the other team that's playing on the game before us, to me that's that's how that's good coaching. You know, you've got the player engagement. They're listening. You've listened to them, and you found something that everyone agrees on. And then when you go out and actually delivers as well, and you know, in practice, that's even better, obviously. But at least it's been a, a joined-up approach, right, to try and solve a problem. Definitely. And that, that that didn't come just from that game, did it? That came from the last two or three years of actually let's take them on a journey with us. It's their team, so they know that they can come to us now and say, "Hang on a minute, you've got to get an extra lad in here with us," whatever it might be. And um, I mean, like you say, you know. I don't, I don't think it was coincidence that you and I were thinking the same thing that they were thinking. I, no, I, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I think it's but it was nice they could say it, right? And it's oh, nice they absolutely. get a positive response. They, had, they yeah. could have a voice and it was listened to. And I honestly think if there's something different we hadn't said, I, you would have listened to anyone. But okay, well, let's look at that. I, I, and that's the environment. And I think that helps. Yeah, yeah I, I think so as well. I think so. And I, I, I think, you know, as I say, these things don't come, you know, uh, overnight. You can't just think, well, um, actually lads what do you think because they'll if you haven't given them any sort of <laughs> yeah, if you haven't given yeah. any of them say for five years wanna, and your yeah. lads what do you think they'll just go yeah. oh, we, don't, we don't think about anything we just do what you tell us to do you got to uh, create that environment haven't you exactly yeah. Yeah, exactly. okay brilliant alright um, so 
superb. Well done. It was a it was a great season. I'll, I'll take it now to say thank you very much for letting me be part of it. And I was a small piece of the puzzle. I know oh, I was. Not, not at all. But you've, it, been a, you've been a big piece, definitely. It was a magic moment. And you know, we've got photos of the, the boys celebrating. Look, commiserations to the team. Lost. I thought they were a fantastic team they as well. Great. They had some great Coaches players, great. great attitude, great everything else. And to play a final in that spirit, I think, you know, I, I genuinely hope they do really, really well next season and stuff like that. And it'd be nice to play them again in the final next season. Um, but we'll see. But whatever, they, they were. it was a nice team to play against. Um, actually, maybe a bit like us. Maybe in some ways a bit too nice in some ways without being critical because you want these games, Previously, right? Yeah, yeah, um, but we would have might have been we might have been that team, you know. Um, but we, you know, it, it, it was our day that day, which is great. But the journey was the most important part. All right, um, plans for next season then. So how do you move on from here? Um, yeah, so I think the focus is going to the balance will tip more towards the football again now. Um, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, what I really want to do, and I mentioned this before about maybe a little bit we sort of had this formation and this plan and this formation and this plan. I, I want to get a plan at the start of the season. When I say a plan, I'm not talking about a particular formation. I'm not talking about not being adaptable in certain games. But I want to have a plan and this is how we're going to play for and I want to get really good at it. Like your principles of play? Principles of play, 100%. But what I want is everybody on the same page everybody understanding this is how we play so actually do you know what if I'm playing right wing and the ball's at left back I know exactly where I need to be and what I need to do like, I want to get everybody the game awareness be so great that wherever the ball is on that pitch every boy knows what they're doing every boy knows and this I'm, I'm not talking about being prescriptive like a, yeah. I'm not talking about being a game of chess yep. but even that anticipation so if it's not I a playbook, left, is it? Like it is in American nah, football. Of course, it's, it's football, it's, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you know, if I'm at left back, um, or the ball's at left back, for example, and I'm playing right wing, like I say, actually, do you know what? Maybe I'm just going to tuck in a little bit here. Um, that ball gets switched across to the right back. Actually, boom, here I go, I'm choking my boots. That type of thing. I want everybody to, to one brain football. One brain football. We got to have a plan. We got to know what we're doing, and when we've got to go and execute. It. And I want to get really, really good at that. And if we do that then with the lads that we've got, I think that's a really tough team to play against, in and out of possession. The the other thing, though, is... So when I say the balance will shift towards the football, I will continue to reiterate our behaviours. Because it doesn't matter if you're the best football team in the world. If you don't try, you don't turn it with the right attitude, you don't train well, then, you know, you, you, you're, you're literally taking 30% off what you... Maybe more, off what you can do. So those behaviours will remain... Those expectations, behaviours will remain important you know everyone's got to have an impact everyone's got to um do their bit for the team all that type of thing that'll, that'll still remain important but i think the the focus that we had on that at 13s and 14s i, I just think it's embedded in the now do you know what i mean so actually we can focus a little bit more on the football but again as coach you've got to be flexible so i think if we see maybe the bad habits creeping in if we see something that isn't right that balance tips and we go back to um, the behaviours. But absolutely, next season, you know, and I, I, again, I've said this to you many, many times. I, I've got, I've had ultimate satisfaction in the past that coaches have come up to me and said, "Oh, your team plays really good football. Your team plays great football. We haven't played against a team who plays as good a football." And I, I like that. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not for one second suggesting I'd rather have that than win a cup or, or something you along those both. lines. But I, I, I want both, and and I, I want. You know, other coaches, uh, a coach texted me a little while ago and just said, look, um, just want to say that your team plays the best football. Um, 
that we've we've come up against. You've got some really good boys, some really talented boys, um, and they play in the right way, in the right spirit, football-wise, but actually values-wise as well. You know, you don't get aggro off our boys. You yeah. don't get um, nonsense off our boys. In fact, that, that means a, a huge amount to me. So, um, yeah, we're going to really, really double down on those things, I think. And do you know what? And you and I have had this conversation as well. Can you play expansive, brilliant football on some of the cabbage patches that we go to then probably not but that's where you've got to be a little bit adaptable a little bit clever lads yeah. okay so um have a few different tools in your locker that you can pull out and 100%. deliver on yeah, yeah. that is changed i think that's why i didn't necessarily help because i like i thought it was impossible to play any kind of good football like especially from november through to probably february march time the pitches and it's definitely hard but you know okay you might i think what i've learned from the last two seasons is you can, you just, you'd have to just work twice as hard for maybe a third of the result kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So you'd only get yeah. maybe three or four great patterns of play in a whole game of football, but actually they might be the three or four that get you the goal, right? You don't give up on it. Just recognise, you, you know, you're going to have to work for moments rather than like dominating halves, you yeah, know, yeah. and that's the reality. But wouldn't it be great as well if, if we got to a stage where the boys are going out and we turn up on a day in, the lads are on the pitch and go, right, it's crap down the middle here. There's no grass. Yep. I'll tell you what, either will it, will it channels in behind the fullback yep. or just let, let's just get the ball out wide. And see how we can play. Yep. That realization from the boys. No problem at all. Can do it. Brilliant. They yeah. can do it. Yeah. You know, and I'd, I'd, if they came to me and they said, "Listen, James, uh, we're not going to dominate possession today. We're not going to want to play through the middle or build from the back. Actually, what we're really going to want to do is get the ball into our fullbacks and try and get them just to knock it over the and over their fullbacks and get yeah. all wide men chasing them. I'd go, <laughs> lads, fill your boots. Fill your boots. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. You know, if you've got a plan, go and execute it. And that's the other thing about this team, though. I think what they'll do is they're happy to make change in the moment because you don't know what position you're going to face. Even if you're playing the same team, you know, like pretty well. You know, let's be honest. Kids football, they can have different players out. Those players can have different days where they're sometimes left backs flying or the right wingers having a bad day or something. Just different things, aren't they? And to be able to say, right, today we've got to make this change, you know, because it's going to work for us better. Um, Having that adaptability again, which is a word that keeps cropping up, which I wasn't expecting today, but that's probably been one of the biggest things about the last season or two is the, the players' ability. To, to be adaptable um, it's been fantastic and actually yeah. it's a great tool to have in locker isn't it yeah ab- absolutely I, I and I genuinely think that was one of the things that got us over the line in the not just the cup final but the run up to the cup final is how we adapted to playing against teams who were technically probably slightly better than us technically or physically um, much bigger than us yeah. do you know what I mean or, or going to play on a on a, on a hill Finding a solution um, to the problem that was in front of you. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think it's a good point. So I, I think it'd been nice to have won the league this season, you know, and we were literally, you know, one goal, one second away from probably that potentially happening. But I thought last season we were a game away from it. So, okay, we've gone from a game away, 90, well, 70 minutes away from it to being literally probably a seven minute. seconds away yeah, from yeah, it. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's still progress. Um, but, yeah, well, well done. It's, it's been a fantastic a fantastic journey and I know it's ongoing and you've had this for a long time I've, I've had the privilege of coming for just a, a small part of the, the longer journey um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the boys move on in the next year or two uh, I know stuff's never easy um, but spinning that play around behaviours and, be, and the attitude and also picking up football stuff I totally think that's where this team needs to go and you're dead right and I'm sure um, they're going to enjoy what lays ahead for them for the next I hope for so. the next season absolutely Okay, final question. Um, I, I think you asked this one last time. I'm sure you did. But in case it's changed or something different, if there was one thing you changed about the world of coaching? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, there isn't one. There's a fair few, to be honest. <laughs> Half an hour of the podcast now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I keep this brief. And, and you, you, 
you know this stuff anyway because you and I talk about it a lot. But since I started coaching, it's only 11 years ago since I started grassroots coaching because I've done my older son's team for a little while. What the biggest change for me is it's becoming very commercial now, um, grassroots football. We are a grassroots club. We don't have an adult um, uh, pathway into football. We're just a grassroots club. What I see a lot is these teams cropping up now who are high subscription um they're called such and such an academy um they're not an academy they're called such and such an academy um they give you the promise of trials yet they've got seven teams playing for elite for elite under levels. sixes yeah yep. elite under sixes Exper- <laughs> they want experienced under sevens yeah um you know they they come to grassroots clubs like ours and they they take players they they promise the year this that and the other and that's i think that's the um that's the biggest change for me and I don't like it I, I I think it almost is more about the coaches sometimes it's their living right they're earning a living from it but I think that they want to be we're going to win this trophy we've won the JPL we've won this that and the other because it attracts more boys in therefore they get more revenue I mean I've had a couple of people say to me I mean I know, I know one team who charge um, £80 a month and that's annual to play, we charge 175 quid, I think, for the year. Yeah, for yeah. the year, and it, that isn't any difference. They're yeah. playing in the same leagues, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but it's definitely um, a commercialising of it. And I think all that will lead to is, when I said to you before about development and enjoyment, I think that that will lead to um, a drop off in that, um, and grassroots clubs like ours will not be able to compete in the top leagues anymore. You'll end up with a grassroots club like ours who have an A team or a top team who will be in Division 4 yeah. whereas previously they were in Division 1 because they can't compete with these teams who go and cherry pick the best boys um, and, and just go and dominate and win leagues we're very lucky and I think in our team in that as I say we've got a core group of boys they were talented footballers I got lucky with this group of boys no doubt about it you know I can go on about well we've done this coaching and we've done that coaching and we have but we did get lucky and we had a group of boys that, um, that could play and love their football um, but there'll come an occasion, I think, at some point in the future where you've got a village like ours with a group of boys and they won't play together because they'll be playing for different this academy, that academy. Yeah, and that's it does feel it's changed, doesn't it, a yeah. little bit? Well, I guess that things do evolve. Maybe that's just part of what's going to happen in football. I think the challenge for grassroots clubs step up and say, do you know what? We'll be a, we're a better environment and a better journey for your players. Be here with us, and that's that's what grassroots clubs need to try yeah. and do. Say, do you know what? We can, we've got the resources, we've got the trustees, the chair people, everything else to make this work. But you know, we'll compete with the the private academies that are charging a fortune and, and come to us. Whether that happen, that we'll see. But I hope so. And I, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, grassroots clubs like ours they have the resources to do it right there it's just it's got to be the will but um but yeah that is certainly if you look at think about the league table and teams we used to play on the sevens and eights it's completely different 100 yeah, yeah it really has james thank you so much that's been a pleasure again um i, I hope it's been useful for people listening i'm sure i'd want to hear this if i was you know maybe coaching the 10s 11s 12s 13s team and see what's coming ahead so thank you so much for that if people want to reach out to you and have more questions about the podcast or just about your coaching journey and, and tap in some of your knowledge, is there a way they can do that? They can. And since we last spoke, I've actually uh, gone onto Twitter. So I now have a Twitter handle. It's You'll at... be on Instagram in no time. Well, I don't know about that. I, I was calling it Insta chat for a long time. I got that wrong. But um, So I'm at rubbish knees, um, right. as in my knees yeah. don't work very well. At rubbish knees. Um, can I do a shameless plug on this? Uh, definitely. So, as long as it's not for your full-time job. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. I have um, 
Uh, I'm doing the Great South Run in October to raise money for motor neurons disease, which is an awful, awful, cruel disease. Um, it's affected my family. Um, so I'm going to post a link on there. If anybody wants to support a great cause, that's where it'll be out on Twitter, at Rubbish Knees. And, uh, you know, if anybody does want to, um, want to donate, then I, I thank you very much. It's much appreciated. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do then, if it's okay, we'll make this, uh, our wonderful sponsors who sponsor the episode, their contribution to this episode will go towards that course. Fantastic. Is that okay? Yep. Yes, there you go. We've got something straight away. And yep. what we'll do is we'll put the link to that if we can in the show notes, but certainly we'll put the link to your Twitter handle in there as well so people can find if they want to. And okay. hopefully the rubbish knees will uh, hold out. That. <laughs> but thank you. Brilliant, yep. thanks. Thanks, James. Thank you Good luck much. for next season. Thank you. This episode was brought to you in association with our friends at Soccer Coach Weekly. Established since 2006, Soccer Coach Weekly is a leading source of inspiration and advice for all grassroots coaches. Join thousands of youth soccer coaches just like you, saving time and effort in their goal of having the most effective, enjoyable and successful coaching journey for them and their players. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode.